0: On you, the one graph, gen, one, new, one, new, one the, graph, on you, one the gen, so the sure. I got stuck, I got stuck! I'm dead, I'm dead! Close go for it, go for it! I for it for I made it over. Nice! That's our fucking trophy, boys! Fucking our Alrighty, what is up everybody? Welcome to episode 17 of COD Talks. I am your host, Furs95. Lots to get to today. We've had tons of competitive Call of Duty news since last episode. Uh, but first and foremost, I did want to announce the winner of the giveaway uh, that I did on Twitter. Uh, and the winner is Paul Lop. So at Paul Lop 2, you have won. Congratulations, sir. Uh, I will DM you. We'll figure out the info, everything to, um, you know, obviously receive your prize, which was an Xbox One c- controller. So congratulations to you, sir. And thanks to everyone for uh, who retweeted the tweet and uh, got involved in it? With that said, guys, I am going to get into the news of the week. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the fact that MLG, uh, I believe it was, I think Mud Dog posted on the subreddit earlier on in the week that he there are a few tweaks improvements that MLG uh, officially announced for the remainder of. Uh, you know, pro league and future events, uh, and the biggest thing, biggest takeaway was that MLG is now officially able to stream in 1080p at 60 frames a second. So, this is awesome. First and foremost, this is this is great news. It's only going to enhance the uh, experience as a viewer. Um, the the streams have been looking great. This this week at pro league was even more fun to watch with uh, just the sheer quality of stream that we were getting. And uh, you know, hats off to MLG for making making it happen. I know it takes a lot of a lot of money and resources to uh, stream in 1080p at 60 frames a second. So, uh, you know, hats off to MLG for pulling it off. And uh, again, it's just MLG man. They just continue to improve. It's it's uh, it's awesome to see, and it's it's great as a viewer. Uh, you know, when a, when you're, you know, the people broadcasting to you are, are are constantly improving and looking for ways to improve, and uh, MLG definitely represents and embodies that. So hats off to MLG for that. Um, another thing that another you know slight thing that they did to improve uh, the viewership for everyone was that they uh, bumped up the times for each match, so the schedule has moved forward a little bit, and I think that helps. uh that 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 was intended to help um, our European viewers, and uh, you know, again, just. Only a positive, right? That's, that's you know, I, I I can't imagine how tough it is for for uh, our our European folk out there to to watch these these games at, <laughs> at their time So, uh, you know, good 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 stuff from MLG. And uh, the last thing I wanted to t- touch on is that Revan and, and Nameless uh, were officially announced as uh, a part of the casting talent for the Pro League uh, in Stage Two, which is uh, a huge positive. I love I love Revan and Nameless. I think they're both. Uh, In my opinion, and I've said this in the past, that I I think that uh, the thing that is so good about having Nameless and Revenant is that they're true analysts, in my opinion, because both of them are obviously former pros and they're both going to be able to offer that extra level of insight uh, given the fact that they've competed for so long and really understand what it takes to be at the top, uh, you know, compete at that highest level. So, um, you know, that's obviously a huge positive. I'm excited to see. What we get from them in the future and I hope that they I hope that they stay on for a while because I, I really enjoyed both of their casting and uh, it's definitely a big great addition to uh, just the entire viewer experience so uh, good stuff from them uh, the next thing I wanted to touch on was the obviously the obvious huge news in, in the entire Call of Duty world was that uh, Black Ops 4 the official reveal happened on Tuesday I believe it was and uh, it was it was awesome. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. I'm, I'm very, very excited for Black Ops 4. Um, I know that, you know, obviously, you're never you never going to satisfy everyone when it comes to the, the Call of Duty community. Um, and that's just, you know, that's just something that anyone who's been around Call of Duty knows, it's just, you know, no one was no ever happy. And, uh, you know, you just got to expect that. So. But I was very satisfied with what I saw. But basically what I saw is that this game looks like Black Ops 3, but without wall running, without uh, thrusters, no jetpacks. And that's a huge, like, I'm really excited for that because I love Black Ops 3. I thought Black Ops 3 was the best jetpack game. And I always said, like, if you look at Black Ops 3, if you take out wall running, and specialists, and really even jet, I mean, jetpacks to a certain extent, but I even think the two biggest problems I had and that most people had with Black Ops 3 was the wall running and specialists, and and jetpacks to a certain extent, even though I think that if you take out those first two things that I just mentioned and only left in the thrusters, I think you'd have a pretty damn good game right there because if you look at, for example, I I, I, I use this as example in the past, I think, I think I have on this podcast before, but you look at a map like Evac in Black Ops 3, that's a great map. Like, EVAC is a really well-designed map. But the problem with it is that you could wall-run around the entire goddamn thing. That was the problem with EVAC. So if you take out wall-running from a map like EVAC, you got yourself a really good map, in my opinion. So, um, again, I, I I just think that Black Ops 3, it, like, it was, it was hindered by a few things that... If you take those things out you really have yourself a good game i don't know if i can say the same about you know like aw for example or even iw to a certain extent um i just think that i like black ops like this game i know people are kind of like nervous that they basically just look like a reskin black ops 3 but look first and foremost in my opinion Treyarch has made the best the best jetpack game and the best boots on the ground game in black ops 2 and black ops 3 i know that's you know Debatable, obviously, people have different preferences, but that's just my personal opinion. So that's why I'm so excited for the fact that we're going back to boots on the ground. That was obviously confirmed. There's going to be no wall running, no jetpacks, no thrusters, no nothing. So we're back to that, you know, just boots on the ground, uh, no advanced movement nonsense, which is a positive, in my opinion. And the only thing that looks like they're bringing back that I'm not too high on is specialists, but. See, here's the way I look at it. Hopefully, I'm hoping they they just learn um, the mistakes that they made with specialists in Black Ops Three and improve on that. Maybe they they there's a different system for it. I don't know. It's it's early on. We haven't even gotten. We're not even to the beta yet. So look, it's still very early on. Um, I'm I'm very optimistic. I have faith in Treyarch and to do the right thing. And you know, it, again, I I just I'm 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 excited. I just I'm I'm very excited. I think that. Uh, There's a lot to look forward to Um, one of the other another huge piece of news that uh, Broke was that this is huge in my opinion is that there are going to be recoil patterns in black ops 4 so They basically said that they're going to try and limit uh, random recoil and uh, Gear it more towards recoil patterns for specific guns now This is huge in my opinion because this is something that you look at counter-strike. This is something that counter-strike is known for and is and is consistently used as a reason why Counter Strike is considered more skillful than a Call of Duty or a Halo or something along those lines, is because every gun in Counter Strike has a specific recoil pattern. There's no randomness to it, so that allows uh, you know sc- you know highly skilled players to learn those recoil patterns for each gun and be able to control it better, and that's and that's only going to increase the skill gap, right? So. This is a this is a big improvement in my opinion. I, I love this and I know it, it may it may seem minor to maybe the the more casual player, but from a competitive standpoint, this is this is really big, and this is definitely going to affect competitive COD. I think for the better because, like I just said, it's going it's only going to increase the skill gap. Um, I know I saw Clayster tweet out he was kind of skeptical about the whole thing, and he was pointing out how it's it's probably it's like really difficult from just like a coding perspective like a programming perspective to bring over recoil pattern, considering the fact that obviously we're not on PC, right? We're on console and, you know, how it's going to play along with aim assist. Obviously Counter-Strike doesn't have aim assist and, you know, we do. And, you know, I think that's a fair uh, skepticism approach from Clay. I think that, but ultimately, again, I, I just, I, I have, again, we're talking Treyarch here and Treyarch's been around forever. They, they know, I just think that they know what they're doing. Uh, more so than the other two developers, they've just been doing it for so long. And I I just, I I think they're going to do it right. But, um, you know, I think that, I think it's fair, it's fair to be somewhat skeptical about it, but overall, I think that so long as it's done right, I think that this is a major, uh, it it, maybe not major, but it is a positive step. I think it's definitely a step in the right direction and it's only going to increase the skill gap, which from a competitive standpoint is a good thing. So, um, I'm very excited for the recoil pattern to see what we get from that. Uh, the next thing that they announced was that there is no auto health regeneration. So basically, the way it's going to work is that you start off with 150 health in this game, as opposed to 100 health, which has been the case in every previous COD. Right. So that first and foremost means that there's going to be a higher time to kill, or right? Yeah, the the time to kill is going to be slower. It's going to take longer. For, I always get that mixed up <laughs> sorry but you know what I'm saying the, the time to kill is going to be longer and I think that's a positive right that's, a, that's just another positive in my opinion because we all we, we talk about this time again this is only going to increase the skill gap as well right because in a gunfight if you if a highly skilled player is going to give going up against a low skilled player let's say in 10 gunfights and the time to kill is super is super high. Or is super short, right? So, like, it, it, it your guns are literally killing in two bullets, right? That low skilled player might kill that high skilled player like three out of 10 times because of just how quick and easy it is to kill someone in two bullets, right? You could get lucky and just land two bullets. But if a high skilled player is going up against a low skilled player 10 times with a longer time to kill, then that low skilled player is probably never going to win a gunfight because. There's more bullets. It's gonna take more bullets, obviously, to kill one another, and that's more bullets that the high that the low skilled player is probably gonna miss, and then that's more bullets that the that the highly skilled player is has a chance to hit. So, so it's gonna it's going to make gunfights more consistent, and like I said, increase the skill gap. And again, this is positive. So. You know, I, and then with regards to the auto health regen, that I'm a little skeptical about. I don't know how that's going to work necessarily. I I just have to wait and see. Um, it, it's definitely a, a big change, right? This is, this is you know, this has never been in any previous COD. So the way it's going to work, and as most of you guys saw, is that your health does not just auto regenerate, right? Whenever you get shot, you actually have to press a button that will your guy does like a little injection that regenerates your health so you actually have to do it on your own and again I, I don't just I, I mean my I'm pretty neutral on this I don't know I like I love the fact that um, the time to kill in this game is longer I think that's great because it only because it increases the skill skill gap like I just said but uh, with regards to this this, this, whole, this whole no auto health regen thing I really don't have much of an opinion on it to be honest because obviously I haven't played the game most of you guys haven't the only people that have were the people that got invited to the reveal so I just don't know how it's going to play out. And, you know, again, I I, I I, just, I don't know. I really don't, I don't have much of an opinion on it yet. Um, I, I'm a little skeptical. I, I think that it could present some problems in terms of slowing the game down. But, you know, I just don't know. I just have to wait and see. I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm really interested to see how it plays in the beta. I think that, again, Treyarch is we're just we're in good hands right i just i cannot emphasize that enough in regards to Treyarch. i just think we are in good hands with trey they know what they're doing more so than Sledgehammer, more slow more so than infinity ward in my personal opinion based on track record and i just i think that if if anyone's going to do something like this if, and do it right it's going to be Treyarch. so you know i have faith i'm a little skeptical for now but i do have faith and the last thing we, I wanted to touch on with regards to the reveal, which of course was the biggest piece of news from a competitive standpoint, is that league play is returning. This is fucking amazing. Oh my God. I cannot tell you how excited I was when they announced that league play was coming back. So that's really all we got, right? We didn't get to, we didn't, you know, that's literally all they said. They literally just hint. they literally, you know, Vaughn literally just said, you know, from you free competitive players, league play is returning. And I, I obviously I'm going to assume that the reason why they didn't go into it at all was that uh, there's probably going to be some sort of esports specific re- reveal uh, in the future. Uh, that's how they did it in Black Ops 3. That's how I think there was one for Sledgehammer, right, in World War 2 I'm not 100% sure. I know they flew out guys to, watch, to play like a little showcase match, but that's how they've done it in, in recent memory. And um, I'm assuming that's what we're going to get with Black Ops 4 as well uh, I assume it'll probably be sometime after champs I would imagine but you know regardless I, I just think that's amazing that league play is coming back it's um, I just I, I'm, I'm dying for a good competitive playlist man I, I you know and, I'm, and it's funny I, I actually think rank. I'm actually enjoying myself more than most people probably are on ranked play recently it's still a struggle right I still think the unranked the unranked uh, issue is a huge issue and that's something that I'll probably talk about again in in future episodes. But for now, again, League Play of Black Ops 2 to date is the best competitive playlist we've ever gotten. And, you know, Arena Black Ops 3 was very up and down for me. I I thought that Protect Ban was a neat idea, but ultimately just doesn't work in competitive COD. And that was probably my number one issue with um black ops 3 arena was just how damn long it would take to start a game and at the time someone would just back out in the middle of the protect Ban shits of the protect band phase so it was just it really messed the whole thing up. but um you know I, again there was no confirm or deny on whether protect band would be back i assume it won't be i hope it won't be i just think it was a neat experiment that ultimately just doesn't work with competitive god But, you know, we didn't really get any esports-specific news aside from League Play being announced. It was more of just a showcase. You know, they obviously revealed that Battle Royale is coming to Call of Duty, which I'm excited for. I know that doesn't really have a whole lot of uh, competitive COD aspects to it, but I'm excited for it. I don't really see why this is a negative. Like, (laughs) there's no—it's only positive, right? It's only going to bring in— uh, maybe more people to the game. More people are gonna want to buy it because battle royale is obviously a huge genre in the gaming world. And I just think it was—it was from a business standpoint, it was the smart thing to do, right? It was just you gotta hop in on this on this trend while it's trending. So, um, looking forward to that. Obviously, they they had a whole thing on with the zombies, which is great. Um, I'm not a huge zombies guy, but I know that's still obviously a huge community. And, um, you know, I'm, gl- I'm glad that uh, Zombies is coming back and and uh, obviously no campaign, but I, I mean, who the hell cares? Let's be honest. <laughs> you know, if you're still bl- buying Call of Duties primarily for the campaign, I, I, I had this like discussion with someone on Twitter who like commented like, oh, well, there's no campaign. I'm not going to buy it. I'm like, OK, buddy, like literally you and eight other people are aren't going to buy this game because it doesn't have campaign. Like if you're still buying Call of Duties primarily for the campaign like i just don't know what to tell you i mean i really don't I, I mean like i'm not ripping on people who like to play the campaigns like i actually played um a few like i don't know what the fuck or call it episodes or whatever of, of, of the campaign in world war ii and uh, it was it was fine like I, I enjoyed it but again if you're like if, if campaign is like your primary reason for still blind Call of Duties, I just, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. You're just in a, a really small minority, and that's, you know, I just, I don't know what to say. But um, that's really all I have to say with regards to the Black Ops 4 reveal, and I am very excited to see what's in store next year for us. So, with that said, guys, I am going to move along to the Pro League. So... This week was obviously the first week of stage two of the pro league. We had division a competing, uh, lots of great matchups. I have to say, first and foremost, Kenny's four piece, five piece, whatever it was on Gibraltar Hardpoint. Uh, in case you guys missed it, go check it out right now. My God, was it disgusting? Maybe the most disgusting play I've seen in world war two. I mean, that was just ridiculous what he did, uh, to win, to win his team the game at the end there. That was just, absolutely sickening I was like in shock when I saw it but uh, I just had to highlight that first and foremost but with that said guys I'm going to go over the current standings of the league so in eighth place we have Epsilon with an 0-3 record and a 2-9 map count in seventh we have FaZe Clan with an 0-3 record and 3-9 map count in sixth we have Splice with a 1-3 record and a 6-11 map count in fifth we have Evil Geniuses with a 2-2 record and a 10-9 map count in fourth, we have Team Envious with a two and one record and an eight and three map count. In third, we have Echo Fox with a three and one three and three and one record and an eleven and eight map count. In second, we have Team Caliber with with a three and one record, uh, with an eleven and eight map count. And in first, we have Red Reserve with a three and zero record and a nine and three map count. So. Uh, interesting, interesting standings. This division is is just loaded. I mean, it's it's legitimately between this division and uh, Division B. Like they're like the top seven teams. I I think all legitimately have a chance to win this division. I mean, like legitimately, seven out of the eight teams actually have a chance and. That is just insane to think about because they're just going. I mean, the fact that Evil Geniuses was the seventh seed going into this division and they just finished second at a major land—it's just, it's just nuts. So, you know, the biggest takeaways from this division, obviously, the biggest disappointment so far has been Phase. I mean, the fact—I mean, they were just—you know—they just won stage one, right? And they're 0- and they're sitting at an zero three record. Um, you know, the problem with me again with Phase is that they're just so inconsistent. The only consistent player on that team is Zuma. And he is, you know, by far their best player. He's arguably the best player in World War II. I mean, he's just been a beast. He dropped 50 for the loss, or 51, I think it was, for the loss um, on uh, Arden against, I forget who they were playing. But, you know, it's just, the phase is just, they're just the classic, you know, what team, what phase are we going to get today? You know, it's, I think Priesta, attach, and replays have all been inconsistent in this game. And the biggest biggest disappointment right now for me with phase is attach. Attach was was really struggling for the most part. Um, as as when, whenever I was able to catch phase matches this this week, I think that he has just not been that consistent, steady sub that we've come to know and love. You know that he's really established himself as for the past few games. And you know, to me, he's really got to step up because. Zuma is an absolute beast, and and we know Attach can be that player too. He can be that guy. We've seen it. We know he has the talent too. So he's just got to step up. He's got to. He's got to look. Um, be more consistent. And uh, you know, he's the guy I'm really looking at for to really kickstart phase. In my opinion. I know that. You know, replays. In my opinion, you're only going to replays is just a limited player, in my opinion. Uh, in terms of specifically playing as a main AR, I just think he's limited, and you're just not going to be able. He's not a guy that's really going to take over maps for you, and we, we that's just you know we just know that as a, you know. But I, but again, I don't want to rip on replays. He's a, he's a guy that brings a lot of intangibles. It, it, it's it is worth mentioning, and um, you know I think he's a really good communicator. He's a very good leader. And, but you know he's just he's just kind of limited. He's just kind kind of limited from a slaying standpoint, and uh, you just you just have to know that as as a player. So, uh, and then you know Priesta as well. You know Priesta uh, again has been a very good flex. He's been one of the best flex players in the game. But again, inconsistency, and it's to be kind of expected from him because he's still a young player. Uh, this is still this is you know only his second season competing uh, as a pro. So you know he's he's got to develop some consistency. But again you kind of expect that from him uh, as opposed to attach attach has been around for a while. He's starting to become a veteran of the game, uh, which is so weird to say, cause he's so young still, but you know, he's the guy in my opinion, that's got to step up for phase. And uh, I think that he's, he's the one that's really needs to kickstart this team into gear um, for the remainder of the season. So um, with that said, I think that, you know, as I go down the list, I think envy maybe is the biggest surprise envy and echo Fox. I would say, um, you know, Envy was kind of the team after roster mania that everyone kind of assumed was like, ah, oh, they were kind of the losers of roster mania. And I never really was on board with that. I was a little more optimistic than um, probably the majority of the community, to be honest, after Envy, uh, you know, established the current roster that they have. And the uh, reason being is that I think that, you know, the the addition of Chino was a really good pick. I think Chino is a very, very solid player. Uh, I think TK was... Arguably in the wrong for letting him go. I think Chino's guy that's you know he knows how to win. He brings a lot of uh knowledge and insight to a team like Envy. He you know, he again, he's won two tournaments. He's won two major land events in this game. He knows what it takes to win. And you know, that's that's vital to to a team that that hasn't won yet, uh like Envy. So, you know, I think I, I just I like this Envy roster. And again, uh, you know, decimate is another guy that is is super talented in my opinion. I think decimate um, he's right there with with you know Pharaoh and uh, you know Blast and those other guys from that old era team that we saw. He's just this up and coming young talent that I think that uh, has has a really high skill ceiling and you know I think that goes along well with a guy like Classic who is really starting to come into his own. He had really not just started. He's he's been coming into his own now um, at that flex role. I, I really like what I'm seeing from Classic and then um, you know Hook as well. I think Hook is starting to be more comfortable uh, with this new roster and with this team and ultimately with with this game, with World War II. So uh, watch out for Envy for the remainder of the season because I, I like what I see from Envy. And um, I think that, you know, they're a team that people kind of forgot about, but ultimately I think have the potential to see some major success throughout the remainder of the Pro League. So another team I also wanted to touch on, obviously, was Echo Fox. Again, Echo Fox has uh, really impressed me as well. I think that they're a team that you know, has a lot to prove, right. Temp has a lot to prove. Um, you know, saints hasn't won in a while, you know, they're just a team that I think is hungry to win and, uh, they're, they're really showing that with, with their performance so far in pro league. I think that they've, they've really started to grind and, I'm um, I'm excited to see what we get with, with echo Fox as well. And then, you know, obviously red reserve, I mean, I got to touch on them. I don't want to skip over TK TK again, you know, probably one of the favorites coming into this team, into this division. Um, and I, I like what I see from TK as well. But, uh, you know, the biggest highlight of this, you know, the biggest, you know, obviously the top dogs of this division right now are Red Reserve with who are undefeated. And, you know, this is honestly not a surprise, I think, to most of us. I think we can all agree that Scraps was a pretty clear upgrade from Josh. And, you know, Red Reserve is already a really good team with Josh, right? They were the best team in Europe um, throughout World War II. I mean, they've made it to two grand finals. They've been so close to winning tournaments. And, you know, they're a team that has shown time and time again, the ability to compete with the top teams. And the fact that they're undefeated right now is not a huge surprise, in my opinion, because, like I said, Scraps was a clear upgrade to Josh and it was only going to make them better. And uh, he's he's proven that. So. Really, like what I've seen from Red Reserve, I think that uh, I expect them to be competing for this division's, uh, you know, top spot for the remainder of season, remainder of the season. And uh, I'm very excited to see what we get from Red Reserve in the, in the near future. With that said, guys, I think that's going to do it for this week. I appreciate all of you tuning in. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter for updates about future podcasts. Uh, be, be sure to like, share this episode. If you enjoyed it, subscribe to me on YouTube and iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. If you, if you, uh, can it really helps with understanding you know what you guys want to hear from me what how can i improve and uh, that's always much appreciated Um, with that said guys that's going to do it for today and i will see you guys next sunday